Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And hunting shows and all this stuff too, and this is just this is you. This is what you do right here. Yes, sir. I, I you know, I started this back in, uh, like I said, nineteen seventy-five, and a lot of people said, "What? what why?" <laughs> well, you know, bottom line was, you know, it was the 70s. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody was pretty cloudy back in the 70s. And, you know, my dad was a, a Hall of Fame athlete. So I wasn't as good as him. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to do something else I could be good at. And so I started handling these rattlesnakes, and it just kind of evolved. And I made a good living. Got to travel the world and got most kids through Baylor. One of them with the Masters. I guess they did wow. okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And that's something that we were kind of talking about when people were asking about you in the rattlesnake. I was like, you know, I don't know many rattlesnake people, so I am sure that it's not a business that has a lot of people that do what you do at the level that you do. Yeah, there's not people beating down the door and wanting to take my job. If that's <laughs> <what you're doing>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had... You know, I have so many guys come up and see me, and they know that, you know, I, I, I've been on TV and do this, and they say, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that. I say, okay, what are you going to do when you get bit? Well, I'm not going to get bit. Yeah, you are. You say that's inevitable. It's yeah, not going to happen. I mean, sooner or later, you're going to get bit. You know how I know that? They say, how? I say, because I'm one of the best in the world. It's <laughs> documented, and I've got five of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not – but – you know, you got to get your head right when you're in there, because if it ain't, they hurt you, you know. And uh, But really, you know, it all started as a safety deal to kind of educate the kids, to show them how to act if you happen to walk upon one, what to do, mm-hmm. what not to do, how to recognize them and all that. Well, then it's just like a NASCAR race. Everybody wants to see the wreck. So they want to see if we're going to get snake bit. So we started... Picking up them stunts, you know, like everybody yeah. wants to see us getting the sleeping bag full of them. Okay, we got the Guinness World Record at that with 150 snakes in the sleeping bag. <laughs> and how we came up with that, we were sitting on the couch having a few libations. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was the 70s, so, you know. And, uh, I don't know, but, but, I, but I hear you. Anyway, so we were watching the rifleman. There was an episode where he got a snake, got in his knapsack out in the woods, and they tried smoking it, and we thought, Hmm, we can do that. So we went out in the garage and did it. Well, you put one in there, that snake reacts to everything you're doing. So we figured, well, you put five or ten in there, they're crawling all over you. They're not paying no attention to you moving. <laughs> wow. So now we got to get this record at 150. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so now when you say snakes, are you talking about rattlesnakes or are you talking about different kinds of snakes that you put in a sleeping bag? Well, it wouldn't be no fun putting a chicken snake in there. Oh, you got to put man, come on. We do it with venomous snakes. I <laughs> no, mean, you know, just no fun, he says. <laughs> Holy cow. Take all the danger out of it, man. <laughs> so tell, tell us something that the average listener would not know about a rattlesnake. Okay. There's so many misconceptions about them. You know, everybody hears that. Count the rattle to tell you how old it is. All that's going to do is tell you how many times that snake shed his skin. Rattlesnakes go up to eight, nine months without eating. If they ain't eating, they ain't growing. They ain't shedding their skin. Okay. If they eat three or four times a year, they're going to have three buttons. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. 
They have very poor eyesight. They see movement real well. They have the pits that locate a degree of temperature difference up to about 20 foot. That's the way they describe. You see them sticking that tongue in and out? They collect particles, put it in the roof of their mouth. It's like a Jacobson organ. It's called the Jacobson organ. It's like a mini computer. It okay. diagnoses everything. Huh. They're really a pretty fascinating animal if you ever get them to it and know about them. So, so if we were to ever encounter them, hopefully not in the wild, and it's kind of a face-off, we're looking at them, what, what would you advise people okay. to do? How do you diffuse the situation? When, when you walk up on a rattlesnake, your first instinct is to jump. Mm-hmm. Right. Any quick movement is going to trigger that snake bite. Right. Okay, rattlesnakes strike for two reasons. That's food and fear. You're too big for him to eat. Right. You don't want to waste his venom on you because he might need it on that rabbit down the road. That he can actually eat. Right. So, he everybody says, well, he rattles his tail. He, all, uh, every snake in the world rattles their tail when they're nervous. Mm-hmm. And that's just his way of saying, look, I'm here. I know you're there. Let's just go on about our way. I don't want to. So, don't jump. No sudden if movement. If you walk upon a rattlesnake, if you'll just freeze, I know it's easier to say than it well, is sure, to do. sure, But if you do that, he's going to calm because he's going to strike at quick movement. So if you're froze, he's going to calm and he's going to crawl away from you. Okay. Mm. Wow. So Learning something new, Joe. Yeah, definitely. So vital stuff. You were talking about people wanting to get involved and, and, um, and become a snake handler. How do you go about doing that? How does someone even get in that mindset to become a snake handler? Well, we got a pretty new one over old Willie. <laughs> when he came in, he said, I want to be a snake handler. Well, I, I wasn't in a very good humor that day. I said, you do? You tell someone? He said, yeah. I said, well, sit down right there. <laughs> right by the snake. I told him to sit down and lean up against that wall. And he did. <laughs> And I started putting them in his lap. <laughs> and I, I put them all around him. And he, he was looking at me, and he was staying pretty calm. I said, well, you're doing pretty good, Willie. He, you know, I said, but uh, there, oh, wow. there, showing us a picture. there's some OJT for you, if oh. you will, some on-the-job training. <laughs> I oh. said, no, no. Willie looks like he's he was ready for that moment, though. Well, he'd seen us do it hundreds of times, and he just oh, figured gosh. he wanted, you know. Yeah. And so I said, well, you handled that pretty good. So if we had any, like, unfortunate accidents or, like, any viewers ever get bit or no, anybody no. fall into <laughs> the snake pit or... If, if, if there's anybody in the crowd would have ever got bit, I would be out of business. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, like I said, I've done this all over the world. I've been everywhere from Istanbul to Rome to Rome, Austria, Helsinki, Finland, Amsterdam, Cologne, Germany. I've been everywhere just doing TV shows and getting paid to go. And uh, so, you know, I've really had a good life, man. You know, mm-hmm. life. Snakes have been good to you. Yeah. yeah, but the bad thing about it, like you go to Rome, you gotta leave your snakes there. You oh, gotta, really? Yeah, because you bring them in, but can't take them out. Take, well, it's too hard to get them back in the United States. Ah. So what I do is I donate them to their zoo with okay. the stipulation when I go back, I, I can, can use, use them again. Right. So I've been to Rome five times. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about like, what do you do when you see a snake? Out of curiosity, just because I'm trying to get healthy. If if you do get bitten. By a rattlesnake. 
what's the per, what's the progression here? What okay. do we got to do to make sure that we're all right? And the, a- the way everybody, myself included, when I've been snake bit, everybody gets this taste in their mouth. That way you know you've been envenomated. That means you get like a copper taste, like you got a penny in your mouth, mm-hmm. and you like so you know you got venom. Okay. And then about 10 seconds after that, you'll start feeling that fire. And it's an unbelievable burn because it starts rotting down all the muscle tissue oh. because it's designed to aid the snake in the digestive system. Right. So it breaks down all the muscle tissue. Right. That way you can swallow it. It does the same thing. Your body temperature activates the venom. It does the same thing to you. Mm. Now, now I know if that ever happens to me exactly. <laughs> but, what, but, I mean... Obviously, go get help. Go get somebody that's sure. got an antidote or something like that. But if you're in the wild or if you're, you're an hour or two away. The best thing you can do or... is take something cold, put it above the bite. You know, everybody okay. says put a tourniquet on it, cut it with the air. You do that, 30% of the time you're bitten by a venomous snake. He gives you no venom. He controls the amount he gives you. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay? So if he doesn't give you any venom and you pull out your trusty knife, go cutting on yourself, uh, you're, you're going to do more damage than the snake bite. Yeah. So leave it alone. Keep it elevated. Don't suck out the venom. Uh-uh. Just keep it elevated. Put something cold around it and go to the hospital. Okay. Now, so you'll know, like I said, when you got a bad snake you'll, bite. You'll taste it. Yeah. Plus, always, ta- always take a pen if you have a, a, something to write with and mark it and write the time that you got bit. Okay. And that way you can tell how fast it's swelling. Okay. And that helps the, the doctors and no. everything else. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times I get bit and it's swollen up a little bit. I just drink a mud thing and go on by my business. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, how, how did you get started? Was this a family business? Oh, no, no, no. My dad was a ball player. Okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, we had we had some land and, of course, we had a ranch and, there was always snakes in the feed barn, and Daddy used to say, you know, boy, so I'm 12 years old. Mm-hmm. He said, boy, go get that snake out of that den. He's on there on the hay. <laughs> so I went in there, and I, I was like, man, I was scared to death, you know. And Dad was watching me, but I didn't know he was. You know, I just thought, man, he wants me to get the snake. I said, I went back out, and he said, you get that snake? I said, Daddy, I said, there's rattlesnakes in there. <laughs> he said, boy. I don't care if Jesus Christ in there. you got to get some cows for you. So he wanted me to figure out a way to handle it, and so I did. And after that. The rest is history. Yeah. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, because that's always wondered about, like, you know, we how you get into the certain business. That is, yeah, that's. It's got to be a good story. When and you, you real cloudy, you know, when you get in that business that. 17 years old. So yeah. so you began, though, but what about other family members? Have you passed it on to anybody? Nobody's no, wanted I mean, to do I've it? been fortunate enough. i got two daughters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a, a, a grandson who's 18, but he's off college playing baseball. So, I, you know. <laughs> so how many of these shows or these events you do per year, you'd say? I do I do 10 hunt shows. Okay. Like I do... This one, the Texas Hunters Extravaganzas, the big ones in Oklahoma, Louisiana. You know, I, I, you know, I just right. I got them on calendar. Some, my, the other half goes, you got to be there? Then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to Rome, like I said. Yeah. I went to Milan, Italy. The only time in my life my kids wanted to go. Yeah. I've been all over the world. 
They never wanted to go, but they wanted to go to Milan. And I'm like, why do you want to go to Milan? That's where Louis Vuitton's made. Ah, well, about five thousand dollars later, I realized. <laughs> <why they were. laughs> well, well, Doug, we appreciate you joining us, man. We're up against it, but uh, good luck the rest of the way with the rattlesnakes. Man. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Have a good one. We got more out of bounds and three and out coming up next. Be something.